And yet Moses isn't the end of the story. The prophet Moses who spoke the words of God, who gave us God's people, his law, there needed to be someone greater. We need a prophet greater than Moses. And we need a prophet greater than Moses mainly because and mostly because the word that, God, that Moses spoke from God is a word that we could never fulfill. We could not keep the law of God. So we need a prophet who spoke that law but also kept that law. And we'll see we need a priest who not only sacrificed on our behalf but became the sacrifice on our behalf. And we need a king who not only ruled a nation but we need a king who's the ruler of the nations. But before we move on, our main point today is we need a prophet greater than Moses. I want to look at the good and then the greater. Moses, I said, was good. He was good. He gave God's people and us something that we needed. We needed the word of God spoken, the law of God given, that we might know who God is through his law, that we might know the kind of character that God has. So we look at the good. The need for a prophetic voice like Moses was because of the awesomeness of of Yahweh, of the God of Israel, right? We read that in our, in our text, right? That, that when he says that he will raise up for you a prophet among you because you desired it, he says in verse 16, you desired of the Lord your God on the day of the assembly at Horeb or Sinai, when he said, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God and see the great fire anymore lest I die. Right? The people of God heard the voice of God. They saw God in his glory. And they were afraid. They saw the awesomeness of God in his glory at Sinai. And the people were terrified. They could not bear to look upon his presence, nor could they listen to his words because they trembled at the sound of his voice. What was needed was a mediator who could approach God for them, who then could transmit this revelation that God was giving to them. And as a prophet, Moses did that. He went up on the mountain on behalf of the people he spoke to God on behalf of the people. He became this new thing that we had not seen in redemptive history where the Lord spoke face to face with Moses as, the, as, uh, as Numbers 12, 8 says. And at the end of, of Deuteronomy, I'm sorry, in, not in riddles, as Numbers 12, 8 says, and at the end of Deuteronomy, the author 
states that no one up to that time had equaled Moses as a prophet, one who knew the Lord face to face and whom he used to accomplish signs and wonders. We read that in Deuteronomy 34, 10 through 11. And while Moses speaks of a prophet, right, in his what he says in verse 15, the Lord will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers, is to him you shall listen. While he speaks of a prophet, it's clear that future generations are also going to need a spokesman to bear the message of God. Right? It doesn't end with Moses. There is going to need to be an ongoing communication from God and to God. And this was particularly the case once Moses dies and after Joshua picks up his mantle and dies after him. They had this role of covenant mediator that came to an end with the death of Joshua. And this new situation would require some individual or a group of individuals to carry on this ministry of revelation and of covenant enforcement. And we see further down the text that it begins to sound as if not, it's not just a person, but a group of people. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I'll put the words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command. And whoever shall listen to my words that he speak in my name, I myself require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. And so there are other prophets that Moses is speaking will come after him. The prophet will be called by God from among the people of Israel. They would receive and speak of the things that only God has commanded to them. And since their word was the word, very word of God, anyone who disobeyed their word would have disobeyed the word of the Lord and be made accountable for it. And yet, there will be those who may not speak on behalf of the Lord. They may speak on behalf of other gods, which is easy because they speak on behalf of another god. It's easy to know that we're not to, to listen to them. Or even worse, they may think they speak on behalf of the Lord. And so the Lord spells out how they would know. This Lord spells out that the fulfillment of the prophesied message, there'll be a near and far fulfillment. Remember uh, this past summer when uh, Dr. Tim LaCroix preached from Luke and Jesus' prophetic statement about the temple and about his coming. And Dr. LaCroix reminded us that there is always a near and far fulfillment with prophecy. In the Old Testament and in the New Testament, we see a, a prophecy given and there is a near fulfillment so that the people could know if this prophet is actually from the Lord. But then often there is often a prophecy further off that it's also pointing to as well. And so the Lord says that you will know if the prophecy is fulfilled. And anything short of that this prophet is false and unreliable. He has not spoken from God. 
And if he has not spoken from God, then what he has said should not be feared. Now, this may kind of seem like ancient history and we not need to worry about false prophets today. And yet God gave his people prophets so they would know his word and not seek knowledge in what he calls abominable in verses 10 through 11. Right, in verses 10 through 11, God gives a list of things that his people are not to do to, to know God's will or to seek the future or to find out what is to come. And then today with spiritualism, astrology, tarot card reading, and mediums and other things that are widely practiced, what God said are abominable in Israel is still applicable today. Not only is it impossible to discover the future by such practices, but the practices themselves are forbidden by God to those who count themselves members of his covenant family. Because he does this because God has other ways of making his will known to his people, which is through his word. And even in the broader church today, we hear so-called prophets of God speaking in his name. And as Hebrews 1, 2 says, long ago God spoke through his prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son. What God gave us, his people, through the words of Moses, through his word given by Moses in Deuteronomy still stands today. If someone claims to be a prophet of God and speaks words that do not come to pass, they are not a prophet of God. And anyone who claims the name of Christ and seeks to use the name of Christ as a prophetic voice It must, first and foremost, be in strict alignment with the word of God that has been given to us by his son in these last days, as the writer of Hebrews states. And it must come to pass. And if it does not, they are to be treated as a false prophet. So we had the good in Moses. But there is the greater in Jesus. As Moses fulfilled the office of prophet, as mediator between God and his people, we need a mediator who will not fail, who will not die, who is mediating between God and his people every minute of every day. And as redemptive history unfolded, there is a greater and greater importance on this singular prophet that Moses speaks of. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. Right? As redemptive history, as, as the progression of redemption moves forward, as the people enter the land, as the kings come into, into practice, as the exile takes place, this idea of the singular, of the importance of a singular prophet 
in the later prophets and in the in the in-between of the testaments, the intertestamental period, there's an es- escalation of this expectation of a singular prophet, a prophet par excellence, as they say, the eschatological prophet, the prophet who would bring God's future into the present, who would be either the announcer of the Messiah or the Messiah himself. And here we see Christ, the prophet not just like Moses, but the prophet that Moses pointed to, the prophet above all prophets. The true and final mediator between God and man is Jesus Christ. As the Westminster Confession states in uh, larger catechism states in question 36, who is the mediator of the covenant of grace? The answer partially is the only mediator of the covenant of grace is the Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His Son, the great prophet whom God has made Himself known. And this and His will is made known to His children more fully and clearly than He had ever done before. In these last days, God has spoken to you through His Son. He has spoken spoken to us through His Son, who God is God Himself. This Son, this great prophet, He is the light of the world. He is the Word by whom God speaks to us and spoke all things into existence. In His birth, He came from His people. In His resurrection, He confirmed the truth of His Word, and now His Word goes forth into all the world. This prophet has come, and we are to look for no other. He speaks with fatherly affection and divine authority, and whoever refuses to listen to Jesus Christ shall find it at His peril. As Jesus would say, woe to those who refuse to listen to his voice, to accept his salvation, to yield in obedience to his word. But filled with hope are those who trust in him, who obey his word. He will lead us in the paths of safety and peace until he comes again and brings his word to perfect fulfillment in the land of perfect light, purity, and joy. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, your word made flesh in Jesus Christ, that he is the true prophet, the one in whom you have spoken in these last days, the one who confirmed his word by his resurrection. And Lord, now goes forth into all the world. We await his coming again where his word will come into perfect fulfillment 
and the new heaven and the new earth. Lord, we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.